0: Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? Hopefully, everything is wonderful. It's great, it's magnificent. Uh, we're having a good day in the studio today. I have a show for you guys today. There is nothing worse than waiting, except for not waiting and wishing you did, right? <laughs> is that not so true? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about that waiting on God. And God ain't on your time, cupcake. He is not on your time. I love you so much, but he he ain't on your time. Anyway, uh, that's what we're gonna talk about here today. I wanna do a couple PSAs for you. I wanna remind you why you're listening to the show. The tagline for the show is bold truth and raw faith. Definitely. That is why we hope you're listening. I think uh, truth is so incredibly important. And I don't mean my truth. I mean, the truth of God's word, you guys, his word is truth. It is true about you. It is true about me. His promises are true. His goodness is true. The gospel is true. Um, and so we, we are committed to bringing you the truth of God's word. Um, we are very committed, not one show that we do, we will not bring up God in one capacity. Um, he, he is the way, the truth and the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life and no man comes to the father, but through me, we're not doing this for our health guys. We're doing this because um, we, we feel a mandate by by God to get the truth out there in our um, in our world, in this culture, in our society. The second thing, reason why we hope that you are listening to the show is raw faith. I talk about faith a lot. Why do I talk about faith so much? This is why. Because God says without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what God says in the word. So I think it's important for us to talk about it, about um, that piece of our life, because we know it's impossible to please God without it. Um, Today is going to be just another show about faith, about the Lord, and hopefully it'll bring perspective to your life. That is why we're doing this show, Bold Truth raw faith. Nothing inspires me more than to see someone step out in faith to, uh, something that looks like it shouldn't work for God only to step in and for him to do what he does. He couples his faithfulness to our obedience. Um, and it breeds an inspiring story for us to watch and, and, uh, listen and to learn from, uh, nothing inspires me more. Okay. Today I want to talk to you about, there is nothing worse than waiting except for not waiting and wishing you did. Okay. Um, I think we all have had times. I I talk about waiting a lot on the show too. I think we, we all have, um, times in our lives when we have to wait on the Lord. One of the things I was, uh, just thinking about in the last couple of days is that, um, we, we all want God to work in our timing and when we want him to work. But I just got the sense as I was praying myself, um, for different things in my own life that God was saying, I will never, ever bow down to your timing." When mine is perfect, I feel like we want God to operate in our timing so badly and we pray and then he doesn't and we get discouraged um, when he doesn't work in our timing. But why would a God who has a perfect timeline laid out for our lives in order for us to achieve everything that he wants us to achieve submit to a timeline that is imperfect I um time is God's not ours. We live in his time He doesn't live on our timetable we live on his timetable and I think sometimes we need a, a perspective shift. Yes it's disappointing when we pray boldly and God doesn't come through in our timing but why would we want him to come through in our timing when his timing is perfect? Um, just, just a really good reminder. we all have those times like that when we are, uh, discouraged beyond because God doesn't come through. We, this happens in marriages a lot. And we, we hear about a lot of uh, marriages uh, through the ministry. Um, I was waiting here. I am, you know, 45 years old and, um, God's never brought along the right person for me. And so I just married Mr. Right now. Two years later, the woman messages us because she married Mr. Right now. And she's finding that being married to Mr. Right now is worse than waiting on God's timing. I'm not downplaying timing. I've had to work. I had to wait for 10 years to launch this ministry. I had to wait to adopt my kids for three years. There, We all have had different things in our lives that we've had to wait for. But sometimes when we rush ahead of God, we find, and we do things in our own way and in our own time, because he's not working how we want him to work. And when we want him to work, we find that the consequences of rushing ahead of God is much greater than simply Waiting on him. I want to take you to my text today because I, uh, this is just, this is just a good, for those of you today that are listening that are, you're like, oh my goodness gracious, that is so me. Maybe you're about to sign the deal that you know is running ahead of God, but God is just taking too long. Maybe you're about to propose to that person and you're running ahead of God. You know, this is not who God has for you, but it's, it's Mr. Or Mrs. Right now. Um, this, this is, this is for you today. And it's so incredibly, um, important that you, you take a minute to read this scripture. Uh, now numbers, numbers 915 says this. Now on the day that the tabernacle was erected, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning, verse 16. So it was continually, the cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night, verse 17. Whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent afterwards, the sons of Israel would then set out and in the place where the cloud had settled down there, the sons of Israel would camp and the Lord at the command of the Lord, the sons of Israel would set out and at the command of the Lord, they would camp as long as the cloud settled over the tabernacle, they remained camp. I'm going to continue reading the rest of this passage. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would keep the Lord's charge and not set out. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle, according to the command of the Lord, they remained camped. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they would move out. Or if it remained in the daytime at the night, wherever the cloud was lifted, they would set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it was lifted, they set out. This is sounding very redundant and yet I'm going to continue reading at the command of the Lord. They camped and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the Lord's charge according to the command of the Lord through Moses. Now this cloud represented the spirit of God. It was him directing them. The spirit, the, the cloud, was uh, God's way of directing the movement of the people in Israel. When God saw danger, he kept them camped where they were. When he saw um, something they needed to be protected from, he kept them camped where they were. If it was one day, if it was a month, if it was longer than a month, he kept them camped where they were until they could travel through safely to the next place that they were going. It's just fascinating to me that at the command of the Lord, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped. At the command of the Lord, they moved. At the command of the Lord, they didn't move. The, the nation of Israel was so leaned in to the Lord and was so intent. Now, yes, were, did they have problems? Of course they did. But they were so intentional on reaching the land of Canaan the way God wanted them to reach it that they would not set out unless they had the command of the Lord. And this is what we need to be doing today. So many times in our lives, we make our greatest mistakes. And I've heard from so, so many people that are struggling with things that they didn't have to struggle with. If they just would have waited on the command of the Lord, but the command of the Lord has tarried in their life and they feel like they know better. Consulting the Lord and hearing from him before you move is a way to keep you from things that will be a consequence. If, you don't. Um, the The longer, the older that I get, and listen, I'm not old. I think I'm a spring chicken over here, 39. But the older that I get, and the more I see the importance of waiting on the Lord, and 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 the more I see um, when I don't wait on the Lord, or when someone else doesn't wait on the Lord, and the consequences that ensue, um, it 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 makes. Hearing from the Lord and moving when he, when he speaks to me specifically, um, vital in my life. I don't want to go through any unnecessary, um, consequences of not waiting on the Lord. I just don't, I'm not a point in my life where I just, I've got too much going on. I'd rather wait, sit, wait and listen um, to the command of the Lord for my life than move ahead of him just because um, I'm getting impatient. I've got too much going on. I just want to hear from him. And I want to encourage you guys today, those of you that are uh, waiting and you're, you're thinking, where is he at? You don't want to run ahead of him because of what that might do in your life. What problems that might create in your life? And I'm telling you, you don't want to face. My husband and I went through something um I think this was last year. We were uh we were we had been praying, I would say for 6 or 7 months about um just to move in our own lives. And um we had talked about it so much that we started fighting, arguing about it. Not fighting, we were just, we just disagreed. We just disagreed. You, you, you hello, real, real life. We're not perfect over here. We just agreed. We're we're two leaders, both of us. We just, just disagreed and. Um it came to a point where uh we sought counsel uh um you know of trusted mentors in our life and you know we we talked to to several people and um one one couple that counseled us said you know what you guys need to stop talking about it you need to pray about it separately for um 2 weeks don't talk about it. And that's really hard because my husband and I are the people that um, we we text 40 times a day. I mean, we're just yeah, I text about everything, going to eat a salad, going to, you know, Target, um, you know, my feet hurt. Um, you know, why did I wear this lipstick today? You know, th- those kind of things. So we text constantly. We're in we're, in, we're high, high communicative uh, couple. Uh, but th- they said, don't talk about it. You need to hear from, you both need to hear separately from the Lord. And so um, my husband and I, which was really hard because we were going on a two week uh, family vacation with all of our kids where we're together nonstop. You know, he's not working. I'm not working. So we're together nonstop, but we did it anyway. We decided to stop talking about it completely. And we sought the command of the Lord. God, what do you want to do? I believe that the same Holy Spirit in me is in my husband. I believe that he's going to tell us the same thing. Two weeks, we didn't say one word about it. And Eddie's better at this than me because I'm like, so what is God teaching you type type thing? Um, But I tried to restrain restrain myself as much as possible. And here we go. We're heading um, after two weeks had had come and gone. We're uh, on a road trip going home. And... He looks at me and I'm like, two weeks are up today. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, what did God tell you? And he said, God has told us to wait. The cloud has not moved. And I look at him and I said, that's amazing. Because God has also told me we need to wait. The cloud has not moved. God saw that in just a month, a month later, uh, my mother in law would get sick. Who she was not sick at the time. Um, she was not even in the hospital at the time. She was doing she was doing fine at the time that we started praying. God, you're going to have to speak to us on what exactly we need to do. Wasn't even sick. But about two weeks after we got back from vacation last year, she went into the hospital and she didn't come out. And she ended up. Uh, passing away, God transported her, um, to heaven. If we would have moved forward because we were getting antsy ourselves, if we would have pushed forward and if we would have moved forward, what we were planning on doing would have been an utter and complete. And I'm telling you this cause I know what we were praying about. Complete disaster. But God saw in his provision, in his love for us, in his protection of us, not just as a married couple, but, um, you know, when someone passes away, grief is overwhelming, especially when a parent passes away. He knew what my husband was going to experience losing his mom, who he, he, um, has we He has been her caretaker for 10 years. He knew what Eddie was going to go through. He knew that emotionally we weren't ready to press on with something that we were, we were praying through. And all of that love and provision and wisdom and understanding that we did not have, he did. And so when he told us to wait, it was out of his own overwhelming love for us. And when he said, you know, you might not understand why the way, and I'm going to tell you what, driving home that day, it was like a 12 hour drive home. We drove from my parents. Well, you never know. I mean, it's, I think it's like 12 hours without kids with kids. It could be 50 hours. We just don't know. I mean, they're barfing all the time and have to pee every three seconds. Um, I don't remember how long it took us that that specific uh, time to drive back from my parents' house from Indiana to Dallas. But I'm telling you what, we had a lot of conversation. I don't understand why he's telling us to wait. But two weeks later, we all of a sudden knew. And this is exactly what, what the nation of Israel trusted by the cloud sitting over the tabernacle. They trusted That even though they didn't understand why they would sit there for months at a time and they wouldn't set out, they didn't, uh, they they didn't, God didn't need them to understand. He needed them to obey. And sometimes I feel like we need to hear that you don't need to understand why the weight you just need to obey the fact that he's asking you to wait during this time, because the price will be too high to pay if you if you run ahead of him. I wonder what would have happened if um, the nation of Israel was like everyone kind of got together and we're like we're tired of waiting. Let's all pack up and go into the Canaanites' uh, land just right now. They probably would have been obliterated, died, and and uh, the favor of the Lord would not been upon them. There would have been a consequence to it, but they trusted the fact that. the the wait was for a purpose and a reason, so they waited. When God told uh, Eddie and I to stall our plans and to just pause, there was great purpose and great reason in this. Sometimes um, it's not—it's not that God is trying to be mean, or it's not that God is trying to frustrate you or make you anxious, or make you mad at him, or anything like that. Sometimes he is preparing that thing for you. We don't often think about it this way. We think that um, we're ready, and you might be ready, but that thing isn't ready. There's two different pieces to um, away. It's you. And it's that thing that you're waiting for. And sometimes he is working to prepare that thing. If it is a marriage, he's preparing that man or woman for you. Um, uh, maybe it's a pregnancy. He knows the exact time that things need to come together to, pre- to uh, create that baby for your family that you are supposed to parent. Um, sometimes you are ready, but that thing is not Trusting that God doesn't give you something too early. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of bananas, um, but I will never, ever pick up a green banana. Dan, do you like green bananas? It must be. It, okay, never mind. That was a really bad example. I hate green bananas. I think that when you eat green bananas, it makes your, doesn't it put like a film all over your teeth? No, Dan loves them. Okay. 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 Uh, Thank you. Cassie hates green bananas. You're never going to look, especially if they're like on the, on the, what do bananas grow on? Trees? (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) But you see the pictures of those huge bananas in the trees and they're like, they're like fluorescent green. No one looks at those and they're like, oh, those are delicious. Let me just take one of those and eat them. No, they would taste gross. You want a nice, except for Dan, you want a nice, bright, yellow banana. That's what you want. You don't want some nasty green banana. Same thing with God. (laughs) See what I did there, guys? See what I did? You don't want something premature. He might be preparing that thing for you. So maybe you need a perspective shift today as I'm closing out the show. Maybe you are ready. Maybe God has made you and you're kind of in a holding pattern. But that thing that you are waiting for is green. It's a green banana and it's nasty right now. But soon it will be ripe and it will be ready for you um, to eat it. That was a really weird example, but we're going to go with it um, today. I want to pray for you guys because I know how hard hard waiting is. Um, I know how hard not hearing from God is, but desperately wanting to hear from him is. I know how hard it is to go with what seems like decades with not clear direction from the Lord. So I just want to pray over you guys today. And I want you to go to numbers nine and I want you to encourage yourself in this passage of scripture about uh, the cloud moving and the cloud staying and only at the command of the Lord did the Israelites uh, set out, So, Lord, we come to you today um, thankful for the protection that is waiting. I thank you, Lord, that your timetable is so pristinely excellent. That you and your great love for us would never work in our timetable just to appease us just to make us uh, be happy with you unless it's your will. I'm so thankful for a God that does see a God that sees the um, dangers that lie ahead of us. If we were to, to, if you were to say yes too early, I'm so thankful Lord that you filter the weight through hands and eyes and a mind of love for us. And God, I pray for that person who is waiting right now. I pray, Lord, that you would give them great comfort and just a sustaining power about them. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them, even as I speak, to wait on your timing and not rush ahead of you because of what a consequence of that might be. We love you. And Lord, let me remind you, we are trusting you with our every breath, with our our lives, with our families' lives, with our children's lives. We are trusting you. We are dependent upon you, Lord. We are desperate for you. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. I'll catch you right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.